This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. Hey, y'all, this episode is being brought to you by Tristan Walker and the good people over at Bevel, the first and only shaving system for coarse hair, curly hair, sensitive skin, all of the above and D. Look, this month they are offering an amazing opportunity for the first 300 people who can get to getbevel.com and use code THEREADFREE. You will get your first month free. That's THEREADFREE at getbevel.com. So go on over there, look and you can get you something nice and let them know we sent you. And let's start the show. I'm like a bird. I want to fly away. That's all I have. <laughs> Whatever. Like, here we go. Millie Furtado, really? Sure. That could not be more random, but all right. And yeah, this is the read. Okay, so shout out to you for just skipping the whole introducing yourself part and just being like, yep, here we are with the show. Oh, I'm Nelly Furtado. (laughs) I am Jo Marie Payton. And this is the read. I was thinking about her earlier just because I feel like she is, she doesn't get all the shine she deserves as like a sitcom mom from the 90s and all that. She was in Miami. Does she, she lives really? in South Florida somewhere, yeah. Yeah. I think that may be where she's from. I've just bumped into her in grocery stores before, and she spoke at the Trayvon Martin rally when we were begging white people Ooh, to go to trial. Damn. Wow. I didn't even know that. And I think she's doing something with um, the guy who played Carl Winslow. They're supposed to be in like, some Christmas movie together. Well, shit. I thought he died. That's because the internet killed him the same way they killed Jaleel. Oh, damn. And they killed a whole bunch damn. of other people that aren't dead. But yes, he's alive. alive. Okay, well, never mind then. Shout out to Uncle Carl. So, Black Excellence this week is going to go to a young woman by the name of, I want to say it's Haben Germa. That's probably it. Close as I could possibly do. My iPad is frozen. It's still frozen. I have no idea why. Either way, she um, is a recent graduate of Harvard Law. She's also a deafblind student or was a deafblind student. Um, The White House recently named her uh, part of the champion of change. Uh, She spoke at like the 25th anniversary for the ADA, the American with Disabilities Act or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, She gave like the introductory remarks at that at that program. She got a hug from Barack Obama. She's working as like a public service lawyer. (laughs) Everything. She loves to surf and like just be awesome and cool and inspiring. So you can go online and look her up for more information about that. She has like a really great TED talk somewhere on YouTube Mm -hmm. about how she managed to be the shit, you know, and 
you know, go get your life and listen to something nice and inspiring today because you're going to get nothing but bullshit after that. <laughs> That's like the only halfway positive thing we have to say today. So shout out to her. She's the first deafblind person to graduate from Harvard Law and I know her mom's from Eritrea, I think. And so she just, I can't even imagine, like, I was the worst student of all time and I had no disabilities at all. And so just shout out to you for actually caring that much about learning and, and being a good person. All right. So this week in pop trash, hip hop trash. Is it specifically hip hop trash this week? No, it's kind of. I was going to say soul trash, but <laughs> oh no, it wasn't all trash. So the Soul Train Awards were Sunday night. Yes, they were. Um, I forgot about them because I was watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> and um, that was also trash with no soul. I meant to catch up on it, but I just couldn't. I couldn't sit through the whole thing. It was just like... Cynthia has lost her mind. She's crazy. Is she just desperate for a storyline or to like not get cut? What is this that she's she's doing? I just, I'm so confused. She's doing so much with so little. Yeah. And poor Kim Fields is just coming in like, well, hey, I mean, you know, I'm sorry I'm a square with a career and here I am trying to associate with y'all so I can promote my new projects and stuff. It was just like... You're here, but you're not really a part of these bitches and they whole like crazy mindset and we can all tell. So she's like the girl in um in Sub Black Tango that like didn't kill nobody. Yes, exactly. The one innocent person who was guilty. And she's whole, just like here anyway. And, and she's the one who her. ended up getting executed. The one innocent one. So but yeah. So yeah, the Soul Train Awards came on from what I caught. It was um pretty dandy i guess erica badu is hilarious of course um great host uh did you catch anything in particular that you were because you're looking like not really um, all right jasmine sullivan performed that was great yes it was actually i enjoyed the entire show until the r kelly portion which was last, and yeah. I felt like that was, you know, unnecessary, but if you were going to place it somewhere, you might as well place it at the end so I can just turn Right, it so off. I can turn it off and not have to be bothered with turning it back on, so, and I appreciated that, because the show itself, I thought, you know, like, this is some really good singing we are seeing on stage. These are people who are, like, talented, and they have been working at their craft for years, and it's just, like, so refreshing to see people who can actually sing and perform on stage. I felt like, um... You know, they definitely got the soul genre right. Mm-hmm. Bill, um, American Music Award. Well, Billboard too, but pretty much just anybody who was confused about like rhythm and blues, soul, jazz. Like, yes. I feel like they gave you a pretty decent, a f- yeah, a few examples mm-hmm. of what that really means. Um, the Babyface tribute was great. Boys was. to Men sang me underneath my so furniture. Cute. Um, oh man, that was dope. Tevin Campbell is still here, <laughs> he you know, is. and he's with he us, is. and so that's great. Um, I was disappointed that he didn't sing "Eye to Eye," but I understand, mm-hmm. given you know what the purpose right. of his performance was. <laughs> it's okay. I just I will always have a soft spot for Tevin Campbell. I mean, no matter what, Tevin will always have a soft spot. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> then Candy came out, and then they did this really weird skit 
that was dedicated to the cod piece. Oh, yeah, that was... Which was, like, I didn't like it. I thought that it was corny. I thought that it was, like, too much. And I just wanted to hear candy. And then they didn't even perform it. <laughs> and they did not even do candy. Like, everybody else came out and sang five of their own albums. Mm-hmm. And then their favorite fucking Nina Simone cover or whatever. <laughs> okay. And Candy came out and sang that one goddamn song and not Candy. I felt betrayed. I felt... Cameo, I'm sorry, came out and they sang everything but my favorite song in the world. Like, I really felt, um, I felt oppressed. Oh, okay. I felt, um, downtrodden. Downtrodden is another word I would use. Okay. I felt, um, disadvantaged. (laughs) It was kind of like, it was, uh, betrayal. Wow, really? It really hurt. I can see how you would take that personally because I know that is your favorite song of all time. In the world. Excluding And nothing. when is the next time that we're probably going to get a televised performance from Cam- right. from Cameo? Right. Like, and it just would have been the perfect time to have something like that on your DVR forever. I get it. For the rest of my life. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. But still, overall, I felt the show was excellent. I can't comment on what R. Kelly did because I did not watch it. It's not one bit. Once I I saw people who looked like teenage girls next to him, I was like, let me cut this off. First of all, okay, let me just start by saying this. We have given R. Kelly his due after the tape. We have given R. Kelly, there have been so many award shows that he's gone to and done medleys and sang all of his hits. The nigga has classics. They'll probably always be classic. It's undeniable. That's fine. But I'm not going to sit up and watch 30 more goddamn R. Kelly tributes where this nigga is wearing a fucking all-white suit, a Tierra Marie blazer (laughs) with Hot Topic pins in his hat and stocking basketball shorts and some Air Force Ones Mm -hmm. standing in the middle of a man-made barbecue set on a stage singing to you like the Ignition remix or whatever like I'm done I'm good his beard his his beard is very predator to me everything about him just makes me uncomfortable I personally can respect what he's done but I just don't want to see any more of it like that year that I went to the BET Awards however many years ago he did one there and I was like he killed it like you know, he's got all of this stuff, but yeah. I'm good. Right. He's gross. He just makes me uncomfortable to look at. Like, I'm just not comfortable with it. If you can tolerate R. Kelly, that's your business. I don't really care until niggas start defending him, you know, raping and pissing on them little girls. And then I will speak up. But if you, you know, you still jig to R. Kelly's music and you like, yeah, I know that nigga's fucked up, but it is what it is. I mean, I get that because... You know, for a lot of us, it's hard to just be like, fuck that person. He did something terrible and I'm just never going to listen to him again. Like I I can watch the Cosby show. I can, you know, I haven't still... even seen the Cosby show on oh. air. Like I haven't seen it on any network. I used to be able to catch a rerun anytime. I haven't seen it at all. On I just saw it the other day somewhere. I may have been watching it on Hulu or some shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I can still do those things because I know how to separate, you know, the art from the artist or what have you i just don't i'm good on robert Mm -hmm. and especially when he comes out singing all these songs in a white muscle shirt with a leather (laughs) vest 
and a Von Dutch Ooh, hat. This Lucius Lion collection ass outfit. I was really like, so y'all's uncle, because now he's dressing like the predatory uncle who goes to holla at girls at the local high school. Like before he just was that nigga and now he looks like that nigga. And y'all still just, but okay. I mean, that's y'all's Who wants you to reach into the bottom of the cooler? <laughs> I just... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. I'm just, I'm done. I'm really good. Too on many calories. But that's so. me, personally speaking for yeah, myself. Like, no. But sorry. overall, you know, I enjoyed the Soul Train Awards and Erica Badu is very dope, so. The cypher was hilarious. Yeah. And, and good. Like, I just... Oh, you didn't... No, you didn't enjoy it? The cypher was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought it was... I, you know, really enjoy Layla. I enjoyed mm-hmm. Chrisette's part. I thought that, um... I thought that... Uncle Lavert was very, very uncle and on time and saying, yes. and I felt saying like, you like know, your uncle, parents and aunts and uncles and grandpa, grandparents like lived for his section. I lived for it as well. I know my mama was like, you better get it. That's our fave. That was cute. I wouldn't mind them doing something like that again. Yeah. So, all right. Shout out to y'all's Soul Train Awards. Did anything else happen? Um, Had to be in. Iggy Azalea got shaded on that show and then <laughs> caught it and then had something to say about it. <sighs> what else happened? That's, I was going to say, that's the formula for like eight other news stories this year, so. I mean, just, just. I live, mean, all right, girl. I mean, honestly. Live with it. Until they brought your name up. I hadn't heard it in like three months. So <laughs> I guess you ought to be glad somebody was talking about you at all. Because it's, it's surely got to be over from Iggy Azalea's uh, standpoint. It's no way she's looking at her career like, yeah, no, I, I think that she's back. talking about, you know, what they're planning next and that whole thing. Stop I this. think that she'll manage to get out another album. I just don't think that it will do well. And I don't think that it will be anything but her last project mm. if it sees the light. It, right. Well. If it ever comes out. But all right, girl, good luck to you. And, you know, well, I've already said why. <laughs> Rick Ross um, allegedly dissed Drake and Lil Wayne. On a new song that he has called Color Money. Is this on his album or who knows? You know, I don't care. (laughs) And that's no shade. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know Rick Ross is from Miami or whatever, but I don't really feel like like true Miami natives Mm -hmm. care that deeply about Ross. Like when he was about to die or whatever that other day when he had too many lemon pepper wings or too much garlic or whatever. However long ago when he was (laughs) like he had what did he like Yeah, something was wrong. Maybe it was just complications from his gastric bypass or something. Something happened to him where they were like Rick Ross might be gone. And I personally like that was the closest I have ever felt to Rick Ross because I was like, damn, like Miami like history but I don't ever I think that like the east coast and maybe midwest kind of stood up for Ross more than Miami did probably so because I just don't I mean and Miami has enough talent to be like uh we'll just ride for somebody else like we don't really need to divert our energy like concentrate on you my nigga we we cool over here I just actually don't feel like we care that much right so I mean it is what it is but either way he has some new song this and Drake for what though for the Meek Mill thing I guess my little homie made a million on his girl tour. We back to back and down to whack a nigga unborn. Uh, so you're giving out abortions? What, what does the that hell even does mean? that right? You gonna whack a nigga? What? Jesus. Miami niggas got them changing all the gun laws. So 
So run forest, got some shooters and they died too. I got more money than that pussy that you're assigned to. Oh Lord. But see, Drake and Rick Ross have worked together. I don't understand this. You well, he's defending his child. I'm sorry? He's like that mama that, you know, when their kid gets into a fight. <sighs> I really thought you were talking about fight, his literal child. And I was so like confused. he runs she runs out and like her curlers and like uh moo moo. Really though? With but, like a wooden spoon. For Meek Mill though, really. Well, this is artist. I mean, but I had no idea Ross cared that much. If you did, why would you wait? Why is this coming out like Because at this every point? single time Meek Mill starts yelling at people and getting all irate, Rick Ross comes behind and is like, We all good, you know, I spoke to the little homie and you know, we out here and like pass me that ranch. Like we out here. All right. It's just like I mean, but you could have done that this summer when everybody was clowning this nigga and dragging him through Instagram and his fucking face was the number one meme like of all time and shit like this just seems late but all right it seems like another bad idea and like i mean y'all reviving timeline of bad ideas (laughs) from everyone but drake i mean all right rick i mean is this what you need to do to get like attention is this something so that niggas will that's the case or you just genuinely feel like it's an issue behind this stupid shit that meek mill started like rick ross and the internet and instagram whoever they love having conversations about rick ross and and that girl that he was dating or is dating or was engaged to I just can't and be bothered. I don't care anything about that. So yeah. I don't think that he needs attention if people are willing to talk about your relationship that don't matter. I really don't understand that whole rap nigga mentality of, you know, I feel the way about this and I'm going to stick up and say X, Y, Z in defense of this person, even if they were utterly wrong and inserted themselves into a situation that they had no business being in. Like, okay. So you well, just, that's, I feel like because you're a woman. Maybe so. Maybe I just, maybe you just have to be a man to understand why men a person would do really, that. Men are really, really egotistical. I mean, especially straight men. <laughs> I mean, but my God, like this just, it seems like you asking for a fight here and like you poking at some shit that you could just as easily leave alone because wasn't nobody really looking around like where is Rick Ross do you know how many niggas like literally lose their lives every day just because they're too proud to choose something that makes sense so stupid that's just how niggas are I mean I guess so I mean I don't again I don't understand what this is about or what you look to gain out of this particular squabble I thought that it was over I Mm -hmm. thought that we declared a a clear winner I thought we right I thought we had all decided that Drake won this and it was over like it's been quiet for the only person who could have said something and made it interesting at that point would have been Nikki. Yes. And she has not. So I thought we had all just agreed to leave it alone. And here you go, bringing it back up. Now, I mean, I'm going to look forward to it if Drake decides to put out, you know, three-peat or something else and just comes at you niggas sideways. Of course, I'm going to sit back and enjoy it again. But this just seems like, you know, something niggas did for the sake of pride or just to say they did it. Like, you, this wasn't necessary. Nobody needed you to do this. Well, hopefully that doesn't affect the stock over at the stop. Over at the where? The wing stop. Okay. Was he really at that wing stop on 125th? If he was, you know, I don't know or care because I wasn't going nowhere near it. Uh, No, I'm sorry. I'll pass. Sandra Bullock adopted another black baby. For what? Well, she says that... Did the boy ask for like a sibling? That's what I read. Oh, really? The little her five year old, um, was saying that he really wanted a sibling, and he wanted his sibling to look like him. Oh, 
So and she was like, "Cool, I'll just go pick up another one." Then it wasn't just, just that you know just, she loves adopting <laughs> Negro kids, but he was like, "I don't want no don't bring Mason no white baby or no Penelope. Like I want to have like a sibling that look like me. That like I get it." <laughs> What's his name? Is it Lewis. Sam Lewis? I knew it was something like Lewis is five. Layla is three and a half. How cute! And she was taken from a foster foster care in Louisiana, and now she's living with Sandra and Lewis. Wow! And they're a happy the little up. family. And yeah, I can just picture this little boy walking up to Sandra Bullock and being like, "So listen." Like, right, like, thanks a bunch and all that. I appreciate, like, you know, you picking up a young nigga and bringing me to your nice White House. It was very these nice. These five years have been great. Very clean, lots of food, appreciate it. You Love know, bananas you. and oats every day. I'm real regular. Like, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel strong in this home. I feel like I'm growing. I'm KO. developing. I get a lot of rest here. I want to let you know, like, I'm gracious. Like, the future is bright. However, I feel like you and I need to bring in another person into the mix. I'm like, bored, girl, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you. Like, I try to talk to you. And I just feel like you and I don't connect in, like, a real way. Like, I need another person, somebody I can look at eye to eye and talk to. And no shade, but, like, <laughs> I'm going to need a sister. Like, don't be bringing no little mixed or white children up in here talking about, like, no. I need somebody I can bond with, so just get on it. And right. her being like, you know what? What you said makes sense, and I agree. And that just being the end of it, like, and so it shall be. They're probably going to have a nanny who, like, makes real good mac and cheese and, like, Lord. pies and stuff. And then they're just going to be, like, uh, the 1930s all over again. Didn't she? No, don't do this. Didn't she do an interview a while back about how she is, like, very aware of the challenges he'll face and the things people say about him and I don't know. all this. I think she did something to make me feel like not nervous about her adopting black kids. So I'm going to go ahead and say good job, Sandra Bullock. And I wish you uh, good luck and congratulations with your beautiful children. Well, it looks like she's holding blue Ivy on the cover of this magazine. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. does she have like a little Afro like blue Ivy? Little, two little puffs. <laughs> oh my God. That ass looks like, like blue Ivy. How cute. Like, my mama coming to get me? Oh, I would honestly die if she and blue Ivy were like friends. That would be cute. Right? I feel like Beyonce could be friends with Sandra. Well, maybe. Sandra Bullock might be a little like... Blue girl, can you just come <laughs> tell your mama I need my hair done? Yeah, right. <laughs> can you just Tina. text your Mima right quick and let her know? Like, I need to come hang out with some black people real quick. No shade. Right. I love it. You know, when I go over to visit you and Miss Tina, because I always get my hair done and like barbecue sauce and... Beyonce can pick up all the little black girls who have white mothers and let them come over like Northwest and uh, Zahara. What's her name's baby? Angelina Jolie's child. Look, I'm sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> Look at you. You don't even give a shit. No, I... Zuri. No. Is it Zuri? No, it's Zahara. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. I thought it was Zuri. No, it's Zahara. Like, Sahara, but with a Z. I'm almost, I'm like 98% sure. I'm pretty that. sure it starts with a Z, but I mean, I'm doing my Google. Zuri sounds like Suri Cruz. It's Zahara. Okay. So. And Maddox and Shiloh and Pax and Knox. <laughs> okay. That and sounds like, Vivian. God damn, they got sounds a bunch like of a kids. Different, a bunch of different forts. Like, they don't even sound like names of children. It sounds like military bases. They have like a whole 
little gap kids that they walk around with. I don't think there's a celebrity child named Zuri. No, I think I may have been thinking of something else. Okay. I just Googled it to make sure, but no. Is that it? What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, that's something that happened. Oh, speaking of Blue Ivy, she's supposed to be on Coldplay's album. Mm -hmm. Um, The president, too. So, you know, that's just another notch in her how do you even, credit. How do you even get Blue Ivy on your album? Like, even if you are friends with her mother, like, how does Beyonce even agree to that? I feel like you dial the number and then somebody patches you in and she's free. <laughs> and then she's just kind of like, all right, girl, Chris, what is it? And he was like, look, I'm working this new album. Like, your mom's going to be on it. And I feel like it would be perfect if you would just come and, like, do a little something in the studio with us. And she's like, girl, well, look. I'm in Saint Tropez this weekend, and like I have my whole next week at, next week blocked off to make sure that these girls got these uh, twelve counts together right. for the next album. Like because my mama is doing it, I'm willing to swing by when she swings by if she stops at like Shake Shack or something for me first, and then depending on the f- the temperature of the fries that okay. day, all right, I may or may not be in a good mood. And may or may not agree to do this album with you. So she got the fries she wanted. She recorded the music. She got her cut. I feel like they gave her 50% up front because she does not play that bullshit. (laughs) And they know And it's all done. You know, so just remember Mm -hmm. that that is who we're dealing with. It's just another day in the life of Blue Ivy Carter. She's not just like, oh, girl, this is what I had on today. She's like, I'm too busy because I'm working. Right. Like, I have credits. I'm a singer, choreographer. You know, yes. like fairy I'm princess, COO of Rock Nation, or what the hell ever. Like, I'm I'm a busy person. I have shit to do. I have checks to sign. Like, honestly, get out my face because I don't have time. She just stomping around the city in her little toddler size Timberlands, and ain't shit you would do about it. I love her. Um, there's rumor that Nene Leaks is going to be back on Real Housewives of Atlanta next season. Oh no, shit, no shit. I've heard that she's, you know, gasping for air mm-hmm. on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Um, because you know, a bunch of people hit hit us up after last week and said that Nene can't, she's not a vocalist, but she can, like, carry a tune. Like, apparently it's not totally wretched, but you wouldn't be breaking your neck to go hear fucking Nene Leak sing, which is what I thought. I'm not going. No, I'm just not going. I'm just, just period. Anyway, they're saying, I mean, I think she did confirm that she's supposed to come back this season and do like like the vacation episode or whatever that they do every season. Mm-hmm. And then supposedly Garbage. she's looking to, because someone even asked her one, I don't know if it was The View or one of those shows that she did where she got shaded. They asked her if she would ever go back to, and she was like, I don't know, you know, like, I, I may not, I may, I didn't, and like I said, she knows that Real Housewives mm-hmm. is this shit that gave her the platform for all those producers yep. to be like, oh, would you come into this? And so she's probably, if things start to go downhill, she's going to jump. But I feel like Nene has enough money to live. Right. I don't Atlanta. think it's an issue of money. I think it's an issue of people paying attention to her. I think she's one of those people who doesn't mind the fact that she like is constantly talked about and dragged and people are like, continuously running her name through the mud as long as her ass is being talked about and I don't see Nene getting booked for anything after this little Broadway thing like maybe she'll surprise me and end up all over TV and guest starring on yeah, Blackish and I Empire yeah she had like a show coming out with Betty White or something no what did you t- wait did you tell me that 
or I think Dustin told me. Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh. So listen, no, that's not going. The Betty White's show, this Hot in Cleveland show, just got canceled. I love Betty White, but stop putting her in starring roles on sitcoms. Like she, that lady is old. Let her rest. Like the last thing that she, I would feel so let me be quiet. and then y'all putting her up against this fucking woolly mammoth of a person and being like interact with this she beast and like come on this woman come on betty hasn't betty white been through enough like that shit with if nini is starring in a sitcom with betty white that's going to be canceled that's not going to last more than one or two seasons and she's gonna want that attention and i'm sure bravo has a, a large check on reserve for her whenever she feels like coming back and picking it she up she and wendy williams should just do a reality show and it could be like spy versus spy mm-hmm. Where okay. they, you know, both like have the careers. <laughs> I used to love like, that game. Blow the hell out of each other. I used to play that video game. It confused the shit out of me, but I loved it. Um, she'll be right back on Housewives of Atlanta because she doesn't. I don't think Nene's happy unless she has somebody to bully or people to pick on or like yell at. Yeah, feel better than she needs a way to feel superior. Because she keeps saying like, oh, you know that. I don't think anybody's ever watched that show or that particular uh, part of the franchise and thought of anybody else or, oh, you know, that makes me... I feel like everyone's pretty clear. It's, you know, the Nene show or some shit like that. I mean, Like, if you love it that much, then, girl, just go back to it. If you really feel like it's the Nene show, then it just then why did you leave it if if you feel like you're that integral to it then how is it surviving like how is it even on without you and why will you be right back because you need it just as much as it needs you and you act like you don't like I don't know if Housewives of Atlanta is suffering for ratings this season I wouldn't think so since they done added so much garbage to keep niggas entertained like I don't think ratings are gonna be an issue but if they are and Nene don't have anything else to do I guarantee she'll trot her ass right on back over to them cameras and smile real big for Andy like she's real, supposed to real big mm-hmm. real big and tap dance real hard Huge. <laughs> do whatever the fuck you you know you will big smile girl you better shut the fuck iPad up. pro teeth please if now see if I was Nene I would just be like you know what I hit my run I had my 15 minutes and then some I made my money and I'm done she like, should put Apple watches in each tooth <laughs> shut the fuck up what is wrong with you get the hell on what else happened Shit. Um, How the fuck? I'm not even... Okay. Kobe Bryant's retiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's happening. Oh, I thought that you would have more feelings because I, I don't, don't care. know why you think I care about everything that's related to sports just because it's related to sports. Kobe Bryant is nowhere near my favorite player. I grew up in the Jordan era, so I'm not starry-eyed about Kobe like a lot of these kids are. Like, I know he's... A lot of y'all's Jordan, but him retiring is just like another player retiring to me. Like a great, but. Okay, so wait a minute. I'm not emotionally attached to Kobe at all. I'm not emotionally attached to any basketball players. None of them? Not Mm. even Steph Curry? I mean, he's light skinned and cute. That's right up your alley. I would think niggas ain't cute just because they like skins. Okay, <laughs> that's let's true. Get that first that's true. But the ones you like tend to be light skinned. That doesn't have anything to do with what almost you said. unanimously though. And but I said Steph Curry is light skinned and cute, which he is. But that see that last part He's adorable is up for like you don't think Steph Curry is cute. Steph Curry is cute, and Steph. I'm not attracted to Steph Curry. Okay, 
But All he's right. cute. Okay, I can understand Because he looks just that. like his baby. Okay. okay, well, now it's weird. And when I first saw the baby, I was like, oh, she's so cute. Oh, shit, she looks just like him. <laughs> oh, so he is cute. Like, it didn't really snap for mm. me until I saw a tiny oh, version Riley. of him. Riley, okay. Then I was like, oh, yes, this is an adorable so family. Now I get, his okay. wife is beautiful. Yeah, no, Aisha's gorgeous. So, like, Trevor Noah then. Like, I think Trevor Noah is adorable, but not, like, necessarily sexually attracted to him. I yeah, Trevor Noah is, like, cute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, like that. Okay. Well, so like anyway. Drake. Drake was like I thought that Drake. I always thought that Drake was like cute, but not like fine. Mm-hmm. Like I saw like potential there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that nigga was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna have me like a pre workout with a protein shake, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be you know pushing around all these sleds and swinging across <laughs> ropes and working out at the American Gladiator set. Right. And I'm gonna grow this beard in full circle, and I'm gonna show you bitches mm-hmm. what time it is. And now everybody wants to go down on Drake. He got okay. Well, I mean that's true, but he got buff and grew a, a good beard, and and that can make a world difference. It so, really can. I mean, because he's definitely fine now. Like, I'm not going to argue with the soul about that one. Like, he's certainly sexy at this point. So, it is what it is. He had vision. Uh, well, so, okay, you don't care about Kobe Bryant retiring. I thought that this was, like, a big deal, I guess. <laughs> it is. It's a huge deal, but not to me. Like, Kobe... I feel like... I mean, Kobe is a, obviously a great player. One of the greatest players of all time, but... I don't feel no type of way. Like, he never played for my team. I'm not a Laker fan. I was, I'm not really a Kobe fan of his personality. You know, he had the whole rape thing in Colorado. He's, yeah, he's what? Of course he does. He's an egocentric asshole. Like, most great men. He's fucking Only thing I can think about Kobe Bryant, I think about the case against him, his Mm -hmm. wife who stayed with him because he bought her whatever she asked for. That ring was the size of this microphone. She she sat up there holding on to Kobe with that ring on display and I said, that's it. She was like, I know you have questions and right here... This is why... These nine carrots are the answers. Oh, you can't see because it's blinding you. (laughs) Oh, you can't. Let me just Well, let me just tell you. Because when the light hit the ice, it do twinkle and glisten. You are so ghetto for that. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe that. I'll be said a hood rat if I have to. Well, okay, for people that you know care or like play two K or mean, whatever. Kobe farewell, Bryant. Kobe. <laughs> That's all I have. I don't know if I grew up in the Jordan era, but I did own Space Jam. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's, that's what really matters. I remember Jordan playing. Like, I remember mm-hmm. when... But again, I never really give a fuck about sports. So, I remember the games with him in it. I remember when he went to baseball briefly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that reaction. I remember him going back to basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember bits and pieces of it. Yeah. So, I kind of know his um, effect on the sport and on, like sports stars being a thing yeah. and that whole thing. So I I don't know if that is why I've never really been impressed by Kobe Bryant, but I've never been that impressed by any athlete. Yeah. Not like in the football or basketball world. Well, Michael Jordan is kind of like my Beyonce of basketball just because... I that's what he was. Well, I mean, and yeah, I mean, to be honest, but like especially for me because he was kind of like... Michael Jackson which you know same era of time I grew up and it was like this person was dominating and amazing so anybody who comes afterward obviously Kobe had a bunch of Jordan comparisons a ton that will exist probably 
until the end of but fucking I hear more time. People compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, of course they do because LeBron is another like great player who will certainly go down in the Hall of Fame as like being one of the most amazing basketball players of all time. However, I don't have an emotional attachment to Kobe Bryant at all, and he's never given me a real reason, like in interviews or any other situation, for me to think that he's like a nice guy or somebody I would want to get to know. So I'm just kind of uh, about him. I respect him as a player, and that's it. Congrats to him, and I hope he enjoys his life. K. K. <laughs> Anything else? Are we done? Um, I think we're done. I don't know if this is going to be my read, but because I don't really have one. The only thing that's kind of annoyed me this week is this news about Lupita. Okay, well, I don't even know the news, so you might as well save it for the read then and I can hear it for the first time. Okay, sure. Okay, so let's take a break. We'll be back. Hey guys, do you love books but find that you rarely have the time to read them? Well, Audible.com has the absolute perfect solution. All you need to do is get audiobooks and listen to all the books you've been meaning to read while you're on the go. You can listen to books at the gym, during your commute, at work if you can wear headphones. There are really just millions of different places and Audible provides over 180,000 different audio programs from the leading publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers straight to you. Their app is free and it works on iPhone phones, iPad, Android, and Windows phones. You can download it and listen on your Kindle Fire and over 500 different MP3 players. Audible has the great listen guarantee, and if you decide you don't like the book you chose, there are no worries. You can exchange any book you aren't happy with for another title anytime. No questions asked. Kid Fury knows even more about it. Yes, they've got books like The Man in the High Castle. They've got The War of Art, which we talked about, which is an amazing book. Yes, and shout out to everybody who's been telling us that they've been reading War of Art because it's a phenomenal book. It's amazing. They've even got uh, Harry Potter up in there if you want to be a wizard or a witch or what have you. And Crystal told you about the Great Listen Guarantee. So if you don't like a book you choose, you don't have to do anything but exchange it. And just for you listeners, they're offering you over at Audible a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial. All you have to do is go to audiblepodcast.com slash read today to start the free trial. It's a whole bunch of free and a whole lot of fun reading books. So let Audible <laughs> know that we sent you. Go give them some love and let's get back to the show. All right, so we're back and it's time for listening letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to read at gmail.com and we may just read it on the show. So we have an update this week. <clears throat> from the young lady who emailed us because she got nudes from her 63-year-old co-worker. I'm certain you remember that story. I have not forgotten. And she said, so right after I listened to the advice you guys gave, I went to work and I was ready to confront Betty about what happened. But of course, she was out sick, so I had to wait till the next Monday. Monday came and I made eye contact with her and said good morning. She looked surprised and said good morning back. And we made small talk about the weather. The whole day was still awkward as usual until we ended up alone. And I made a comment to break the silence. We went back and forth with a fake laugh, and then I looked at Betty and said, I think we need to talk, and she agreed. She started off by apologizing for making it weird and uncomfortable for me over the past few weeks and for not telling anybody. To make a long story short, she confirmed that the pictures were not actually for me, amen, but they were not for her boyfriend either. They're actually for her new girlfriend, explained that she and her husband are finalizing a divorce, and she's trying new things and is with a woman. I told her, I'm glad you're happy, but girl, please delete my number. We laughed, and she hugged me. Thanks for the help. Um, 
what's her face? I can't remember if she gave us a real name. Or okay, not, so not, what's her face? Well, I'm not going to say what her real name is because I don't remember if she gave us an anonymous name. Or Veronica. Not, so. Veronica. Yes. So see, that's not her name. Shout out to you. And our first question this week says that it is for Kid Fury. Says, hi, Kid Fury. I've been following you for a while now, and I remember how much you loved J. Cole before he offended you on one of his albums or singles. I don't remember exactly which one. I just remember you cussed him out. The one with 500 faggots. Oh, right. That album that started off with the faggots, and I never even listened to I never went back to that album. I listened to the rest of it. Uh, okay. Well, anyway. However, it's been almost a year since his new album, Forest Hills, dropped, and a lot of people love how humble he was on it. He also said it was the first album he was really able to be himself on I was wondering if you've listened to it or have you thought about giving him a second chance and if you haven't I would recommend it love you thanks Nicole have you been I haven't heard you talking too much about um, uh, J. Cole since that whole faggot album dropped yeah um (laughs) you know Jermaine and I we've decided that it's best for each other if we just respect what we once had and mm-hmm. you know go our separate ways I feel you know uh, very happy that he's still finding uh, success in his endeavors mm-hmm. and that he remains you know uh, a contender in the rap world in terms of lyrics and things and production good for him so your relationship not- with him is over it's done okay i have not listened to this new album i found it to be too hard um you know still kind of some baggage there which i'm totally okay with admitting but no i haven't listened to it i don't really have like the desire to i keep telling myself i was going to listen to it and i just yeah. haven't listened to it isn't he engaged to a woman anyway like yeah like his high school sweetheart oh yeah congrats to them like they've been cute. together yeah oh okay mm. mm-hmm. so yeah i'm glad that they're that his album is good i've heard like nothing but good things about it i just haven't listened to it because I don't want to. Okay. Our next question is from um, Venus. This is a fake name. And she says, I've been seeing this guy for about four months and he's great. We've been hooking up for about three of those four months and he's always able to do things that satisfy me. The problem is that every time we try to have vaginal intercourse, he goes soft when the condom goes on, even when I put it on for him. I have a very strict no raw sex policy and we're not even in an exclusive relationship. So that policy definitely applies here. This is very frustrating, however, for the both of us. Should I keep trying or is this completely hopeless? Thanks so much. I love the show, uh, Venus. Mm. (laughs) What kind of situation is this? Is that like a medical thing? Is it like... Can you what? like can you have a medical problem with your penis? Like people put condoms on it and then it doesn't want to work anymore. Is Some that, people are allergic to latex. But, but that would make I you like itch, right? Yeah, I don't know what would happen. I don't think that it would make your penis flaccid. I'm trying to. Well, see, I don't have one and I don't have a lot of experience with them. But I'm not sure under which circumstances your penis would just be like go from hard to soft out of nowhere. Or like, yeah, it's probably because he doesn't want to use a condom. Um, but that desire outweighs your desire to have sex it could be that though because what I'm saying is if you've never had sex with him without a condom which good but right good maybe it's not like maybe he 
There could be a list of reasons here. Um, maybe he gets really nervous um, or he doesn't focus. Usually, I feel like the only time that men lose hard-ons is if they're not into it okay. or if they're focused. <laughs> focused? If, I mean, if they're not into it or they're not focused. Not focused on sex. Like, right. If, like, your mind is, of, like, someplace else, okay. maybe. Right. You know, then maybe you. But I, I feel like okay. most of the times, like, niggas' dicks will only go soft if they're okay. not into it. I'm taking like, notes because, That's you know, how I mine don't... works. Okay. I don't know All if... All right. Thank you for clarifying. Everybody is the same, but I'm pretty sure, like... Not for me... If it's not, if they're not into it, that's usually what's going to happen. Yeah. So okay. maybe it could be the condom thing, but you never know. Like this nigga could just have a dick that don't work. Well, like that happens. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, okay. So, all right. I'm Either way, you're you... not really in a situation that gives you reason to continue to have sex with him. Or whatever y'all are having together. Because I imagine if it goes soft as soon as you put a condom on, then the most y'all are doing is probably oral. Which is cool, but I can imagine at some point you're ready to move past that. So, mm, I don't know. You, I guess you need to talk if to him and figure been, out what exactly. It, that is going to determine whether you really put effort into this. Because oh if it's just, goodness. you know, I only like raw sex. And I'm, only <laughs> y'all that ask these questions. I swear to God. Like, start treating these niggas the way that they treat you. Period. Please. Like, because if this was a nigga and he was saying, well, her vagina just doesn't get as damp as I need it to be. Wait, what? Like, I just, you know, what should I do? Like, he would just not fuck you anymore. He would just go fuck somebody else. Or he would do it like, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas, especially when it comes to sex... These types of conversations are not that hard for them. If they're not satisfied, they're going to go find somebody to satisfy them. Do that. Like, it's not... You're talking about somebody who you've been... You've known or been talking to for four months and sleeping with for three. Yes, sleeping with for three. DVDs don't even take that long. To, like, they, like some shit you... It's been no time. Like, you're in a perfect moment in this relationship with this guy to just be like, this isn't working, I'm out. Like... Yeah. And if you really feel in your heart of hearts, it's because he doesn't want to bust you bareback, then girl, that's even more reason for you to be like, you know what? If your dick don't even work... Without it, with a condom on it, yeah. then that is an issue for me right. because I feel like most niggas maybe like if they wore a condom and let's say they're not used to it or they just hate sex with condoms, that most of them I feel would probably take longer to mm-hmm. get to where they're trying to go or they just wouldn't be as into it or whatever. But I don't feel like none of like you just can't have sex because it's just that poo to you. <laughs> like what I mean I don't again I don't really know how this works but it seems to me that if it's just an issue where he doesn't want to wear a condom and it goes soft because his penis is just so used to raw sex then you're probably better off not sleeping with him anyway because that means he's not using condoms with even if it ain't like just don't fuck him like don't do it there are so many dicks that will work with a condom mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. a condom that can still please you in ways that don't involve dicks like just don't date the nigga like why do you always feel like you have to like <sighs> there are niggas out <laughs> okay. here like unless you're like in prison or you're like on a cruise I don't know what the fuck where you're at or where you could exist in your life where you just don't have any option mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, so hopefully that helps um, talk to him and let us know. Our last question is from Jordan. He says, I just had a quick question. What did the two of you want to be when you were younger? And now what do you want to be doing when you consider yourself to be at the prime of your success? Thanks so much. And I love the show. P.S. Kid Fury, I'm still waiting for your mixtape. Love, Jordan. What mixed? Okay. Uh, probably titties on your back. Oh, right. <laughs> the one that you write, the fake mixtape. Um, what did we want to be when, when I was up? younger? Mm, I wanted to be for a while. I wanted to be a lawyer like my dad because he was in law school, and I was just like wanted to be like him. And then eventually, I wanted to be a writer. And now I'm not really sure. Like, I feel like I'm kind of. I definitely have the arguing thing down like I'm I'm doing that all the time and the writing part is slowly coming back to me but I'm not really sure what I want to be doing when I consider myself to be like the most successful or like at the peak of my career or doing what I really want to do like I find that what I want to do changes more like the more that I keep living it's like I'm kind of opening myself up to new opportunities and doing stuff I hadn't really considered before so what about you? Um, I wanted to be a doctor because I feel like when you're a child, you're just given like five careers that you're encouraged to have. Like kids usually when they're children want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a fireman, Mm -hmm. a police officer, or like the president or some shit. Yeah. And so for me, it was doctor because I felt like doctors were badass and like... Cliff Huxtable was a doctor and my parents were always like, yes, he wants to be a doctor. <laughs> money, 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 money. Like it was kind of, I felt like that's what it was. So I knew that yeah. more than anything, me saying that I wanted to be a doctor made my family really, really excited. But I was like four or five years old. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck? Like who wants to be a doctor at that age? Right. I just wanted lunch. <laughs> like I don't even know why you're asking me what I what the fuck I want to be like. I'm still learning to color inside the lines. I'm not really thinking about a job, right? I'm kind of focused on growing up right now. And I started really reading books like really, really, really early and like at like two or something, like a few months. Mm -hmm. I started reading books and I loved to read and still love to read and loved books and all of that shit. And so I guess my parents really felt like I was about to go to like. Yeah. Mine too. My mama thought I was really going to be some, well. Get a white coat and be out here like. They thought I was going to be way smarter than what I ended up being because I started reading early and everybody told me all the time that I was so smart. But I knew from early age that I didn't know shit about science and math. Like those were always my two least favorite subjects. So doctor was never in the equation for me. Like I never even entertained that shit. Not for a moment. So um, now I don't really know. I've known for over 10 years that I want to work in comedy, but that uh, could mean like hundreds of things, thousands Mm -hmm. of things. And so I'm just trying to, you know, do what I can. And I don't really like to say what I'm going to do until I'm going to do it or until it's done. So... You know, I feel like you kind of get an idea of what I'm trying to say when I say that (laughs) I just want to work in comedy, but whatever. Yeah. I feel like as long as I can support myself and do stuff that I'm proud of and stuff that I enjoy doing, then I'm going to consider myself 
successful. Like, I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, I have to achieve a certain goal in order to be successful. Like, as long as I'm happy with my life and I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, then I'm pleased with myself. So, but I don't feel like we are given much time to really enjoy our life. Like, I don't feel like I think that we think that we're supposed to go to school and do great in school. And then because you did great in school, you're supposed to get this really great job and you're supposed to make a whole bunch of money Mm -hmm. and then you're supposed to enjoy it. Like there's never a really a moment in your life unless you like make it to a certain age and you can live off retirement or whatever, God willing. Mm -hmm. But there's not I don't feel like there's a, a moment in your life where you really get to just sit back average people right and be like i did all this work and now i'm gonna enjoy it for you know the rest of my life right so for me i'm not someone who gets wrapped up in what's going on now or what someone else would deem as a success because i'm always so busy trying to go and do something else and keep myself busy and like right you know do better than what i've been doing and improve on what i've done and all of that shit and so hopefully i'll make it to an uh a place where I can say, well, I didn't really want to do X, Y, and Z. I wanted to do all of this shit. And I got to do all of the things that I wanted to do. And now I'm going to chill out and drink, you know, like some pineapple juice and rum with a nigga who's much younger than me and super Mm, fine and whatever. Go get your groove back then. Sure. All right. So that wraps up the question. Send yours to ask3togmail.com and we'll be right back. Hey, you guys, this episode is being brought to you by Tristan Walker and the great people over at Bevel, the first and only shaving system for people with coarse hair, curly hair, sensitive skin and things of that nature. If you're someone like myself who has struggled with razor bumps or skin irritation from shaving and all kinds of crazy creams, then Bevel is definitely something that you want to get into because it's beautifully designed to cater to your skin and make you look and feel beautiful. And this month right now for the season of giving and holiday cheer, (laughs) they're offering your first month free just by going over to getbevel.com and using the code THEREADFREE. But that's only good for the first 300 people. And after that, limited time holiday pricing will be running through at the end of the year. New customers and memberships only. So if you've been wanting to try Bevel or if you want to get it for your cousin, your baby daddy, your husband, your boyfriend, you know, your DL, your trade piece, go to getbevel.com. Use code the read free and get your first month free. Shave yourself. Keep your sexy updated and let them know that we sent you and that we love you. Let's get back to the show. All right, so it's time for the read. It is, and I'm a little curious about this Lupita story that you were talking about earlier. Well, it's no big deal. Um, Well, I mean, it's a big deal to me, but it's not like a huge read. I just really don't have anything, and I've barely gotten any sleep, and I'm trying to get my life and my sleep cycle back on track like I'm literally taking Z-Quil again so that I can go to bed oh no it's oh, just so you're, you thing. have insomnia again like you can't yeah it's killing anymore. me right now oh, like no. I'll stay up all night I have to like take something to what go to sleep what time did you go to bed last night like 4.30 oh my god are you fucking joking wow and I took Z-Quil at 2 no I'm not and I felt my body the whole time like go to bed <laughs> right and my brain was just like not yet <laughs> actually kind of cool right just here a little bit more so just gonna not so anyway, um, I read this today. Um, it could just be a rumor, but a lot of people have been posting this. So mm-hmm. again, I guess we'll see come December 18th when the new Star Wars movie comes out, The Force Awakens. Now, 
um they've been talking about this new movie coming out for a while it's been in it's been in production for a minute but i just heard about lupita being a part of the cast maybe last year so when i heard about that i instantly was like okay and i've said on the show before i have to like go and watch these movies and like get updated because i really want to see how she you know like i want to see her in this movie like i kind of wanted to see it anyway like I love Lupita, but I'm not like a Lupita stand to the point where it's just like, oh my God, I have to go. Like, she just kind of gave me like reason to be like, okay, well, yeah. let me see what this is all about. So I bought all the movies, I watched all of them, and I liked them. Like, I thought I would like them. It's, you know, interesting or whatever. But again, this is all inspired by the fact that this woman's supposed to be in this movie. So then today I'm reading all these reports that apparently she's been cut. Like, all of her scenes in the movie were cut to the point where she's almost not even in it at all. What? Yeah. So, like... No. They're saying, like, from what I read, like, her appearance in the in the movie, if any, will be, like, really, really brief. And it's because they're saying the director, J.J. Abrams, um, who actually is one of my favorite sci-fi directors, mm-hmm. um, he says that he wasn't impressed with her acting. What? And... It might be because she wasn't really used to like CGI. So I don't even know what the thing about J.J. Abrams and his films is he almost always shrouds them in mystery. Like he'll give you five trailers. None of them tell you what people look like, what the movie is about. I've always liked that about him because there's nothing worse than when you're like anticipating a film and a trailer comes out and you watch the trailer and you know how the whole movie goes like Suicide Squad. I could tell you exactly how that movie gonna go just because of the trailer. I hate when people do that. So, I don't even know what Lupita's supposed to look like, but because they said CGI is involved, she may be looking like some kind of crazy-ass alien, maybe like some Avatar shit, where she looks like half-human. I don't know. know. But the rumor is that her her scenes got cut back like dramatically because he just wasn't seeing it. Damn. So, and that's coming from JJ Abrams that no, I don't think matter of fact, let me look it up once more because I'm like, Oh damn. I know that a lot of people have seen the movie. Like they've been doing, um, previews for people. Like I know Steven Spielberg, I think Steven Spielberg said he thought that it was wonderful. No, Harrison Ford, I think, said that he thought it was wonderful. He's in it, so girl. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg said something about it maybe being maybe being one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time or some shit like that. Oh my god! Like lots and lots and lots of hype. So I know people have seen the movie, but I don't think that J.J. Abrams has said out his mouth yet that this is the case. I will feel so bad for Lupita if that's true. Like I would be like genuinely sad for her. I like her. But I've read it on, like, a lot of different um, outlets today. Because at first I thought that it maybe was just, like, a hateful rumor. And it may be. Like, again, I'm going. I already bought my ticket. I'm going to go see the movie. I'm sure it'll be good anyway. But if you cut out Lupita, I have a serious issue with that. Because... Again, you know, we celebrate Lupita because she's, you know, beautiful and graceful and smart. And, you know, she seems to be a, a beautiful soul with this great energy. And people just like her. She's just likable. And I think that it says yeah. a lot for someone like me who already loves nerd shit, but never cared so much to dive into all 
all of this Star Wars, all of the resources out here, all of the media involved are are connected to Star Wars. You've got comic books, video games, movies, TV shows, cartoon shows, uh, clothes, costumes, toys, all of this shit, board games, everything, rides. And I've always just been like, oh, I know what that is because Star Wars came out, you know, long before I was, you know, considered Mm -hmm. whatever. But it wasn't until this particular actress, this woman, was announced to be a part of the the movie that I actually went out and spent money yeah. on the movies, bought Star Wars Battlefront for PlayStation 4, play the game, understand who these people are. Like, I'm like a part of the lore, or not a part of it, but like I understand it. Like, mm-hmm. I get it now, and it's all because of this woman. And now you telling me, JJ, that she ain't gonna be in it because you just felt away, JJ. like you just didn't feel like, you know, her, her acting. Well, then, girl, just put it in there. If her acting ain't <laughs> If her acting isn't where it needs to be, bitch, if you felt like she could have just, like, jumped on an Ewok or if you felt like she wasn't, like, snarling hard enough. Because I think she's supposed to be, like, an intergalactic pirate or some shit. I don't care. Leave it in there. And if it's bad, girl, then let it be bad. Because I I bought my my ticket and I spent all of my Star Wars money on the fact that Lupita's supposed to be part of it. And I thought that that was going to be astronomical and amazing and so great. And she was going to look so cool as an alien. And now you're telling me that I'm only going to get a peek of her. I hope it is a, a substantial peak and piece of this of I want my Lupita that's all I'm saying <laughs> I'm glad that homeboy from that weird alien British movie is in it and that people are just dealing with the fact that he's going to be the star and he's got like Luke Skywalker's lightsaber or whatever that's the thing we don't know shit about the movie mm-hmm. which is a good thing but I I want my Lupita in Star Wars. <laughs> like, I just want it. I want it. Why did you feel like you had to wait until now when the shit is like a month out or not even like we're like two, three weeks away from yeah. this shit. And, and now you feel like you'd want to tell people that her acting wasn't you couldn't. Hey, like me. Hey, girl. So mm. I feel like, you know, when you shoot this laser beam out of your mouth or whatever, I don't think anyone does that on Star Wars, but whatever. I feel like, you know, let's get you into a room because only I've only seen scenes Mm -hmm. of Lupita acting in 12 Years a Slave because I just couldn't do that whole movie. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie to you. It was a lot. I couldn't do it. There were way too many moments. And then there were people in that film that I like really, really love that were playing evil characters. And I was like, you know what? Michael Fassbender, our homegirl from American Horror Story. I don't want to hate your asses forever. So I'm just going to turn this off. But I did see enough of Lupita's acting to be like good with who she is as an actress. I think that she definitely has talent. And I feel like, you know, this is a movie that's supposed to be about fun and whatever. And if you felt like you needed to cut back to do whatever for your film, that's fine. But I feel like you could have told Homegirl ahead of time so you could have got her up to par. I want my Lupita in Star Wars. I want her riding around in ships, shooting green and red lasers or whatever, just like everybody else. I want her to be a part of this. I feel like it's only fair and I'm upset about it. I feel a way about it. And, you know, hopefully when I go and see the movie, I am not, you know, heartbroken. But, again, maybe it's not for me. I'm a bandwagon-ass Star Wars fan (laughs) in the first place. But it's like telling me I like, get it because I mean she was going to be the only reason I saw it and now I'm seriously considering not seeing it at all if she's barely in it like somebody else is going to have to go first and tell me like yeah girl go see Lupita and Emily well I'm going the day it comes out okay 
So I will definitely know. I think that it's still probably going to be a really good movie. I'm just going to be extremely and utterly disappointed if she's only in there and has like two lines like I'm gonna be real pissed because I never expected for her to have a huge role anyway because she's not really a part of the main cast but Mm -hmm. Star Wars is a series of films that's always been like all over the galaxy whatever and so sometimes they'll have characters that will only be in it for be in it for like a chunk or like an act or something like that but they're giving me like oh she's gonna be like would you like fries with that thank you come again and I'm not having it like right, no. I need more I want to see more if Zoe Saldana can play two goddamn aliens and Nina Simone then you can have Lupita be in here and act as whatever fucking mm. intergalactic beast you had her yes. play in the first place since you want to give niggas CGI whatever it's fine I just want what I came here for. Like, what? Yeah. What? Seriously? I bought all the goddamn movies. I chopped I chopped off a whole weekend of my life to sit here and watch this little shriveled up green nigga teach people how to, like, move shit with their minds, this grown-up ass Matilda. And I'm like, all right, it's cute. Like, I like it. I see it for it. And I can't wait to see this girl who's not even going to be in it be in it now. I blame Disney. Okay. Ooh, all right. You feel better? Not really. But see, I don't know if I should feel bad because, like, what if she's like actually <laughs> in it for like a bit and like her part is sickening? So okay, so this is just your read in case they did do her wrong, just in case, right? For you even, and to you think. know what? White people have a history of doing black girls wrong, so it's not like you don't have a reason to be wary. Y'all have been trashing movies all the time for whole <laughs> movies, like. So my read this week, I'm actually so annoyed with this country because. The two things that I was considering doing my read on was like Donald Trump and how he has continued to be like worse somehow. And white people, y'all have still not gotten him out of the paint, which I don't understand. Like if there was a black anyway, I'm not even I'm not going there. So Donald Trump, I was going to address Donald Trump's bullshit. And then I was going to talk about how there's always some shit going on in this country And it's like nobody really wants to talk about it or address the real problem, like how we're getting to the point where we're having so many mass shootings in this country that I hear the news about a mass shooting and I literally keep on going with my day like like nothing happened. Like somebody said, oh, girl, it'll rain on Thursday, like just like, okay, it's just like another piece of information that you absorb. It's like you don't even. You don't even the reality of somebody, you know, murdering six people at a mall or something It's like that horrificness is lost on us now like those were the things that I was thinking you know I was going to talk about within the past couple of days and then today it's like both of those topics decided to just shit on themselves harder like oh girl if you thought you were mad at Donald Trump here he goes even you know being more Donald Trumpier if you thought you were mad at Americans and this gun control issue like girl here we go again how the fuck are we in a position where we have had more mass shootings in this country than we have had calendar days in the year. Like, literally dead ass. We've had so many mass shootings in this country that we had two today alone. This is Wednesday, obviously. And the fact of the matter is that people really didn't even pay attention to the first one because there was nothing particularly newsworthy about it other than the fact that somebody died. 
Like, that's a real sentence that I can say out loud in 2015, and it's totally true. And nobody can say, oh, you're reaching, or you're overreacting, or you're doing a lot right right now. Like, no. Literally, people can be gunned down in Georgia, and it's not even a news item. And this shooting that happened in San Bernardino wouldn't be either if it wasn't for the fact that these motherfuckers shot up, like, a special needs, I think, like, a social services building or something. It was, Mm -hmm. like, a center for disabled people or something just, like, Sick, you know, something horrific where you just like, how the fuck? How are we? How is this a society? How are the people who are so crazy about their guns and love their guns so fucking much? And trust me, I understand. I am from Oklahoma, fucking Homa. It does not get countryer than me. I understand the love of guns. I grew up with guns in the house. I grew up knowing how to shoot. Yes. How fucking ever we have a gun problem in this country. And if that, and if the fact that we have had more shootings than days in the year does not get through to you I don't know what the fuck will like it's to the point where it has to be somebody went and shot up a Planned Parenthood it has to be somebody went and shot up a church a school it has to be something else to it because if it's just oh it was a random man in a parking lot then that's barely even a blip on the news and how the fuck are we here y'all really like honestly as a people like I feel like we're to the point, America, this fucking country is to a point with the gun control issue that I can't believe we haven't caused some sort of state of emergency. People are literally dying on a damn near daily basis. And we're all just walking around like that is a normal way to live. Y'all, this is not fucking healthy. We should not be living in no fucking environment where you could literally go out and be murdered by some lunatic who managed to get his hands on a machine gun or some lonely ass white boy who hasn't had a date since 1997 and decided to take it out on a bunch of girls who were just going to the movies with their fucking friends, minding their business, or just some crazy ass police officer who is mad that you had the nerve to ask questions about why he detained you for no reason. Like, we shouldn't be living in a world where that is the reality, especially this fucking country where the premise is equality where the premise is that you know we are here and we are all supposed to be equal it shouldn't be no oh well I'm frightened of the police it shouldn't be no oh well I'm scared that if I go outside I'm gonna be gunned down in the middle of the mall or the park or wherever the fuck else because y'all are holding on to something in the constitution that was written back when guns were literally made out of like wood and tin cans back when it took like 20 minutes to even load a gun and you shot it once and you were like lucky if you hit the nigga you were supposed to be hit like your forefathers your racist ass slave owning forefathers whose words you want to hold on to so dearly and that's a sentiment I don't really understand anyway but the fact that y'all cling to the constitution the way you do first of all I don't respect them niggas the way you do but secondly your people could have never fathomed guns the way they exist today there is no way the motherfuckers who wrote the constitution had any idea that the rifles and the assault weapons that we have available in this country today would have ever existed there's no reason that any fucking body in America with a pulse should be able to own a semi-automatic weapon it just there is no fucking reason for it and you never gonna convince me that there's a reason that you John Q nigga living in Dallas Texas needs 
to have that kind of rifle. Like, you just fucking don't. It doesn't make any sense. We don't need these kind of guns. And the fact that they are so readily available and niggas are having Black Friday sales on guns and you can walk in Walmart and buy your groceries and pick up your baby's birthday cake and get a gun. Like, there is something wrong with our culture that guns are that readily available. And the proof is in the fact that people die all the goddamn time and we don't even care anymore. Like, I'm so fucking fed up. I just can't even do it no more. Like, I'm this place, it's like I can't even, I can't even turn on the news. I really can't. It's like I can't even absorb the details of these fucked up stories anymore because I'm just, it's like I'm fed up. I can't, I'm so angry about it. I can't just sit back and listen to this shit no more. Like, y'all, niggas are literally, I could be the next one. I might not even make it to the next week that we tape this fucking show because at any point, somebody with a gun, some nigga could just come over from wherever the fuck ever and here we are just with another fucking mass shooting and it won't even matter because there'll be another one two days after that and two days after that. I'm just sick of it. I'm fed the fuck up. I'm tired. Like, goddamn, life is not supposed to be this way. Taxes too fucking high in this country for life to be this way. Agreed. I'm honestly like I'm stressed and this the weather changing fucks with my mood every year and it's dark at 415 and that just I feel like I only have like five actual hours of daylight to get things done and then it's time to shut down for the night and it's just like I'm already in a shitty mood like because of the seasons changing and then it's like the news doesn't make it any better and all you ever hear is some dumbass who you know fucks his sister every other weekend talking about oh well my the constitution guarantees my right to a rifle like okay and maybe it does but it shouldn't and maybe and, and maybe that's what it is maybe it just maybe you just should not be allowed to because clearly we don't know what the fuck we doing clearly we're not doing a good job of managing guns we have the rule but we're abusing it obviously something is going fucking wrong because too many innocent people going about their day are being murdered it just doesn't and it doesn't make any sense that the general population and the politicians in this country can just sit sit back and be like oh well the loss of life is worth it because no we refuse we are going to hold on to these rifles no matter the fuck what and y'all should just be allowed to have it just period like this is just i'm fed up with you niggas i'm sick of this shit i'm tired i can't even handle the fucking news no more yeah i don't understand it either it's just kind of like i like white people don't really consider any of this stuff a problem unless it's someone like if it's one of us that does it if it's a brown person that starts shooting someone then that's considered like a problem or it's terrorism or all of these things personally my theory is that white people like the ones who like to bring up the constitution and talk about their rights to have guns and they own like a whole entire like Mm b613 in their garage and all this shit is like i feel like you're probably attached to that spirit of your people that kind of like really took over and ruined the world mm-hmm. with guns. Like, yeah, that colonizer spirit. Guns were kind of what led you to just running over to whatever portion of God's earth that you wanted to and clearing it the fuck out of human beings, making them do what you wanted them to do, killing them if they didn't. Like, guns have always kind of 
um, represented power to yeah. a lot of people, and I feel like that's still the case today. Like a lot of motherfuckers, like, there's just no need for you to have a gun besides the fact, besides defending yourself from somebody else who has a gun. Mm-hmm. And I understand that fear, but something is clearly broken. This it, it should Obviously. not be this way. Like this is just absurd. Like I said on the show before, like. I feel like Americans kind of, white Americans kind of look at gun violence and mass shootings like it's America's other favorite pastime. Like it's just something that just happens here and, you know, just don't be in the wrong place at the right, the wrong time. Because right. no one ever cares until it's your kid or your family member or a friend or whatever that was gunned down for nothing at school, at work, at church, at the movies, mm-hmm. at daycare, at the dog park. Like, until it's actually someone, th- until it's you, or unless it's, it's like so close to you where you have to be calling up and making sure that your loved ones are at home safe and things, that's when people start to be like, oh, something needs to be done. But other than this, niggas get shot and motherfuckers, especially white people, just right. kind of look at each other and be like, well, we also here, so I'm going to Trader Joe's. Yeah. Like, okay, so we're just not going to talk about the fact that like shit like this like you like to look down your noses at all these other countries that are getting shot up and bombed every single day and act like because your family is going to bed safe tonight that you live in a world where that is just not the case it's only black people because black people are angry and Muslim people because Muslim people are crazy that and radical it's just them and if we could deport them you know that we would be the there would be no problem Mm -hmm. but you don't want to pay attention to all the motherfuckers that look just like you and your racist ass husband and your racist ass kids <laughs> they are going around here killing people who are just minding their goddamn business trying to pay their way through life killing them off dead because they had a bad day because someone misunderstood them and then called them mentally ill like it's gotten to a point where you can't deny it being denying it would just make you it would just show the world how stupid you are. Mm-hmm. We're not living in an age anymore where you can just talk in circles and people will just kind of like get confused and not know the truth. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody can see what's going on. People in other countries can see what's going on. People in this country can see what's going on. Everybody knows what the case is. So it doesn't make any sense at this point for this still to be a problem. Like it doesn't just because some rusty, crusty, moldy-ass piece of paper that some old, dead, racist white folks wrote and signed or whatever, like, because Mm -hmm. this piece of paper says that, that we're supposed to just be like, okay, well, this is a piece of paper, and these are some rules and laws and amendments or whatever that are going to, you know, they're just going to keep up with time for the rest of time, and nothing is ever going to, although science and society (laughs) advances every single day and changes living situations from then you know this is just going to be something that's going to make sense forever no girl like you just said guns are completely different it's going to be you can probably shoot bullets out of an iPhone soon (laughs) so around the corner so you're telling me that all of this stuff should just be the same way that it's always been no one should ever be like oh hey girl let's talk about changing this because the the society and the world that we're living in right now is on some bullshit and they're abusing it but the same people who don't believe in gun control are almost always the ones who talking about we can't let the Syrian refugees over because you're scared of terrorism when domestic terrorists have killed more Americans than the damn jihadists or whatever else you want to call them in like the past 15 years alone like more like 
domestic terrorism is a bigger threat to you than ISIS and yet you refuse to see that because you're racist because to you the only real threat comes from somebody brown or brownish or from an area where you think brown people may be the terrorists that live in your own backyard all these so-called loners all these sad ass white boys who listen to fucking heavy metal or whatever the fuck else and lived in the wilderness and didn't talk to nobody and y'all talking about oh well we just would have never known the fact that that's the profile for like all these niggas like okay like I just feel like by now y'all should have caught on to this trend and maybe stop trying to act like there's so many loners and it's just a loner and acknowledge that you have a big ass motherfucking problem in these niggas the domestic terrorists who else has to die Who who, who do they need to kill for you to just be like, oh, and you okay, know what? It doesn't matter because Sandy Hook happened. If twenty six year olds can die, and America don't change, then America's just not gonna That's fucking what I'm change. Like, what? It's just not. But that don't mean, and I'm damn tired of your shit. And that's why I'm speaking up about it. But like. As far as the hope that this country will ever get any better about the gun laws, I really don't have it. I don't. But I will continue to cuss you out for it. Donald Trump is just lucky that I took on that topic first and not this other one because this nigga has been showing his ass like he's just been doing the whole ass monkey doodle fool. But he can wait for another day. So. I guess that wraps up this episode of The Read. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at This Is The Read. And check out our website, thisistheread.com, for links to all of our things that we're doing and show episodes, etc. and so forth. Kid Fury, what's up with you this week? Oh, things. Um, Do you have announcements or not? Yeah, sort of. I'm trying to remember if I do. I feel like I'm supposed to, but I don't remember. Okay, well, first of all... um, I, Kid Fury, am having a toy drive for Christmas on Sunday, December 13th at the Nail Suite by Lisa Logan, Uptown in Harlem. Toys for Tots in the United States Marine Corps will be there to collect toys. So come on out. That's Sunday, December 13th. I'll put a flyer on Instagram or somewhere for you guys to see so you have all the full information. But it's going to be from 3 to 6. Make sure that you bring a toy, bring something cute for the kids. It's for a good cause. I've always wanted to do this. I'm really excited to finally be doing it. Hopefully make it an annual thing. That's very cool. Um, Look at you, doing something good for the kids. Also in January, I will be having um, a live event that I don't know. If oh I my God, to... you're telling people about that that thing that you told me about? Yeah, but sh- I don't know if I should wait. Do you have anything else to say? Um, I don't. I had no idea you were like potentially announcing that. So, well, I'm trying to announce it so that I will do it. I don't think I not, really like, have any. I don't have anything to say. Um, no, I don't really. Um, way up. I feel blessed. Okay. Well, go ahead and say it then. Go ahead. So, I'm doing a show in January called uh, Furious Thoughts Live. And it's just going to be like, (laughs) it's going to be a stand-up show, like a stand-up version of my YouTube videos. I'm very excited about it. I'm also terrified. And I'm, you know, trying to put myself in positions where I can involve myself in things that I want to do that I continue to procrastinate on because I'm terrified. So it's going to be fun. 
And, you know, a flyer for that and tickets, information and all of that shit will be up very soon. Right now, that's all I'm leaving you with. It's going to be a comedy show and things of that nature, and it'll be fun. January 16th is the day we're looking at, I think, oh, right wow. now. So, congratulations. New York, that's going to be for you and whatnot. And then I'll try and put it on YouTube and so on. Okay. How terrified are you? Um, pretty scared. I think that I can, I'm pretty sure I could do it though. I know you can do it. I don't do see it. it being much different than what I'm doing already. It was just be by myself. Yeah, but. you'll be fine. It's just, you know, getting over the nerves and going out there, but you'll be fine. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good time. It's going to be great. And we're doing it in, well, God willing, nothing drastic changes, but we're doing it in a venue that Beyonce has blessed and and shown things in and oh, so on. So amen. I feel like if it's good enough for Beyonce, it's good enough for me. That'll probably be good luck. Absolutely. And, you know, fun times. Congratulations. So look out for that. It's going to be, you know, something cute and hopefully we'll do a bunch of them or some shit. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm done. Also, okay, shout out to you for um, having Charlemagne officially, like, dodging your calls and, like... <laughs> not trying to run into you in these streets because he already know <laughs> I have nothing further <laughs> alright um, do you have an um, acronym this week or nah should we just oh shout out to Washington D.C. obviously god damn um, the show sold out so I guess we forgot to mention it but we will see you guys this Saturday we are very very excited oh also thank you to everybody for um, the birthday wishes and things last week that was very nice um Shout out to our producer, Chris, for a really cool birthday gift. He got me an Xbox. I have no idea why, but <laughs> that was really nice. Um, And my acronym is BBB. Beyonce. Nope. Is it Blue Ivy? Bobby is Bobby's back, bitch. So they're saying oh, that no. Bobby Schmidt is oh, either no. going to, he should either be free now or maybe later today, sometime this weekend. They're saying that he's posted bail and he should be getting out sometime soon. They're probably going to take him back at some point. But uh, the point is, first thing Shmigos. you got to do is get Migos on a plane to New York because I'm certain he can't leave the city. So, <laughs> so first thing we got to do is get Migos on a plane. <laughs> Let's get that taken first care of. thing. Shmigos. All right, we will see y'all next week. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and not a yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. So if you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. As for me, I'm very qualified to help y'all learn how to... Maybe start journaling every day to get your thoughts out and improve your mental health. Or I could teach you how to get on the nerves of every man in a five mile radius. 
I'm an expert at that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online courses. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and then tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content that your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. It's up to you. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash R-E-A-D. Let them know Kip here and Crystal sent you.